I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov. And my name is Colin Trucker, and uh, as Alanis Morissette would say, it's like rain on your wedding day. Ooh, there we go. There we go. Found it in the end. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had I got nothing to say except I mean nothing to say except great things about this movie, but nothing to say in regards to a, a witty intro line. Intro line. But uh, here we are. Here we are. We are here today to talk about Monsoon Wedding from two thousand one. Uh, yeah. A movie that I am so excited to discuss today. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts. I, um, yes, I am. I am gooped and gagged for today's discussion. Yeah. Did you you mentioned this movie before in the podcast, right? I feel like this isn't the first time. Yes. So I this was um, Shafali Shah who plays Rhea in this movie. She was one of my underappreciated actresses or performances uh, in that episode oh. we did. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, nice. So, yeah. So, I, uh, I'm i so happy to now feature her uh, at length. Oh, hi, Marco. Marco just do dove onto the table like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's like, did someone say Shafali Shah? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's literally what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is a queen. Yeah. I love her so much in this movie. Um, when was... Because I, I mean, my entry point was literally, you know, over the weekend with this movie, and um, and when you talked about her on that previous episode. Uh, but what? When did you first see this movie? Is this something that you've seen recently, or this back was? In the day? I saw it. I, my in college, a friend of mine loved this movie. She had it on DVD, so you know, uh, you know, it's real. And of course, it was two thousand seven, so uh, it was of the yeah. time, but. Uh, it was just from watching it with her. She was like, oh, have you ever seen Montoon Wedding? I love this movie. And I just swooned. And this was freshman year of college. And in particular, I mean, there's so much I love about this movie still that we'll talk about today. But at the time, one of my big takeaways as a, a young budding homosexual and that I was now a freshman in college and could be openly gay I uh, was very much drawn to the um, the the central husband in this movie Hamant and you know uh, as, a, as a statement of my uh, my homosexuality I, I printed off remind you this is 2007 so from my <laughs> desktop computer and my printer I printed off like a five by seven picture of him I found on Google <gasps> and like gum tacked oh. it to my wall <laughs> that is rich that yeah. is good 
Yeah. So oh, I love that. Yeah. And that was, you know, I had this like really ridiculous, like for Ithaca College, it was so strange that I had this like totally conservative, buttoned up, like weird antisocial roommate and, and, you know, obviously very much straight. And I felt like it was me like not being afraid to be gay in front of him. Like here, I'm going to put this little picture of, uh, of Parvin Dabas on my wall. <laughs> yes. So that's, oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. And so I've kind of always had a fondness for this movie ever since. And then, and I may, I may be mispronouncing Mira Nair's last name. Uh, I had a friend in college whose last name was Nair and that's how she pronounced it. So it might be Mira Nair, 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 Australia. Yeah, I know. I don't think so. Nair, Mira, Nair. So I, here's what I have. Go ahead. Oh, but she directed another movie that I love called Hysterical Blindness, which also came up on that underappreciated performances episode. So okay, um, it's all coming together now. Yes, yes. Um, Um, Well, it's interesting that you mention um, the pronunciations because um, my you you remember meeting Jamie when you were here in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So her boyfriend Vikram, Vic for short. obviously knows this movie because I texted him. I was like, hey, um, we're covering Monsoon Wedding for this week's episode. Have you ever seen it? And he was like, oh, my God, yes, it's one of my favorite movies. So him and I went through, I will most certainly not forget everything that he told me about the movie. And um, But we did go through some pronunciation uh, of, like, the actors' names and the characters' names. So I will I will chime in if I can. Vic, I hope you, I do you proud. Um, but the the first thing is it's Parveen as opposed to Parvin. That was like the one thing I caught because names are important. And yeah, there are a lot of them in this movie. Well, so we're gonna try our best. No, absolutely, <laughs> and that's good to know. I mean, considering he's a formative figure in my in my um, in my life in my in my yes. sexuality. Like I I want to know how to pronounce his name. So okay, Parveen, I apologize. Um, yes. I, yeah, uh, I I love him deeper now. You know, I know yes. him deeper. <laughs> I know it's a whole new layer, but um, I'm excited. Um, he had, and it's it's really even more ironic because Vic just got back from India from his sister's wedding just last oh. week. So he's like fresh off of, you know, he's he still has wedding fever. So like the there are some things that like, you know, everyone kind of does weddings differently. I mean, even in the States, everyone does that, too. But because um, this is a Punjabi wedding, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if his sister also had a Punjabi wedding. There were uh, some things that they did in this movie that, you know, there's so many rituals and so many components of really any wedding. But um, I have like a few little few little tidbits ahead to sprinkle in. So I'm excited for this. Oh, good. I'm so glad you have like some, uh, some reference points to, you know, keep us honest and keep us informed. I love that. Um, Yeah, it should be fun. Because that's one of the things I've loved. I've always loved about Monsoon Wedding is that there is, there is, it's somehow both incredibly specific, but also incredibly relatable as well. You know, it's like they're not, you know, sort of watering it down or toning it down or kind of, you know, uh, Americanizing it for, you know, for an American audience. And yet yeah. there's so many elements of this where I'm like, oh, yeah, I I know that experience. I know that conversation. I know that uh, that passive aggressive moment. And I think that's such a huge accomplishment of this movie to be both so relatable and kind of uh, educational at the same time. Yeah, it really, there are, I mean, minus a lot of things, I would say, but um, this movie does give me a sort of Rachel getting married 
you know, timeline, you know, mm-hmm. like a couple of days before the wedding and then ending with the actual wedding and just, you know, the drama slash uh, occasional. I mean, this this has more comedic elements than Rachel getting married for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, but one in gets general, punched. it gave me that. S- yeah, know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No cars, you know, being driven through the woods. Right. Uh, but but it gave me the same feeling of just like. It was so natural and um, and so many great performances, too, and so many great women. So shall we get into it? I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say before we dove in. No, I guess the only other thing I would just say is I, I think, you know, there's kind of been a triptych of wedding movies in our in our catalog between my big oh, fat yeah. Greek wedding, Rachel getting married, and now Monsoon wedding. I, I love that there's kind of similarities and differences between the three of them, but I totally agree watching it. I was getting major Rachel getting married vibes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into Monsoon Wedding, which yeah. Uh, is, yeah, really just, you know... An ensemble, but I, th- I would say there's, I guess, sort of five different narratives within it. But it's all, mm-hmm. um, it's all centered. It's in uh, Delhi, and it's all centered around the arranged marriage between Himant and Aditi. And mm-hmm. uh, through that, we meet uh, Aditi's parents, Lali and Pimmy. Pimmy, oh, Pimmy. Pimmy is great. Pimmy. Uh, and then we also meet the wedding planner, PK Dubé. And the uh, budding romance between him and the family, or the, the I don't want to say servant, but I guess the family's, you know, uh, maid, yeah, let's call um, her. Yeah, sure, sure, uh, sure. I didn't ask Vic about, like, what role that is. But, like, yeah. yeah right. Keep going, yeah. Uh, but Alice, who is uh, beautiful. Uh, and, and then there's other yes. sort of narratives, in, you know, weave throughout. There's the, you know, the love story with the cousin, with Rahul. And, uh, and of course this kind of weave throughout the movie and then it explodes in act three is this tension between Rhea, who is Aditi's cousin and mm-hmm. uh, the sort of, I feel like he's really, he's not a blood relative, but he's like a family friend and uncle. Uh, yeah. Tej. Uh, is that Tej? Tej. Yeah. Uh, that's the one name I didn't ask about, but I'm assuming that's pretty, yeah, pretty accurate there. Tej. Who is just phenomenally creepy the entire movie. And his, I, I was talking to because Vic and Jamie also watched it the same day that I did because mm-hmm. Vic was inspired. He's like, I got to show it to Jamie. So they watched it. And then we had this like discussion afterwards. I could not get past the um, <laughs> the sort of like it's not even a dye job, but like the did you notice his eyebrows? It looked like someone put like Elmer's glue, like strips of it. They were trying to age him up a bit. Did you notice that? Because that's all I could look at. Yeah, it, it kind of makes me think of like when a queen glues down her eyebrows before she does makeup. I feel like he had kind of it was it was a similar illusion I was getting from him. Yeah, it looks like they dipped like a comb in white paint and then just like pulled it through his hair. It was very, it was almost, I ne- didn't really notice it until like the very end. And I was like, whoa, this is comically crazy. Um, yeah. But still, but still. Um, yeah, he, he was, uh, I mean, oh God, just that, that moment. A at creep. The, a creep. That moment when he spots uh, Rhea at the, at the, you know, the first gathering. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, you just, you know he's a predator from the moment you see him. Yes, I, not a fan. But Vic said he is a really, really well-known um, actor in India, I believe, still. And he mm-hmm. still is in movies and stuff like that. And this isn't, like, he's like, I know he plays a creep in this movie, but he's really, <laughs> like, he's a good guy. Right. Uh, which sometimes is hard to separate. But he does his job very well. 
Yeah, that was the, the, the sense I got is there was sort of a mix of like actors who have these huge careers in India. And then there's also like um, Varun is played by uh, Mir Nair's nephew, Ishan Nair, which I thought was so oh, cool that. that he was like, because I remember I saw an interview with her where she said, yeah, we just had this. I think she said there's like 64 characters in this movie and it Whoa. was a mix of like these, you know, these huge Bollywood actors. She said, you know, family members, housewives in the neighborhood who were like, yeah, sure. I guess I'll be an extra in this movie. And I just, I love that. I love that there was this whole like hodgepodge of different people. Yeah. Just like the community got together to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And she made the movie in, I think it was in 30 days with wow. 40 different locations. Whoa. So, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the, that was kind of the intention behind this movie was like, let's see if we can make this movie in 30 days. And they did. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I love stuff like that because this does not seem like a movie that would take 30 days to complete yeah and still like and still it be like really great and and everything that it wanted to achieve and it did and all those people and more. yeah i mean yeah. i just i think that like that to me feels like the biggest accomplishment is that within that period of time you managed to kind of i mean with these huge see i mean these weren't just like you know scenes of people sitting around there's musical numbers there's dancing there's oh yes oh my gosh it really just incredible so let's dive in into uh, some of these cast members who who would you like to talk about first there's like aisha who is like i call in my notes i called her like the slutty girl which is you know <laughs> yeah not, yeah not really the best way to but like she's sort of like this flirt who kind of like makes out with Rahul and she does have like her moment at the Sangeet's mm -hmm. Aisha's dance. That's what I called it. Um, and, and she dances, unfortunately, without Varun because he was having a moment. We have to right. talk about Varun, of course. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where else, if there's anything about Aisha that you had more to add. She's kind of like a secondary player, but, you know, worth mentioning. Yeah, I mean, I would say of all of the narratives, kind of the young love between uh Aisha and Rahul was probably the one I was least invested in um yeah but yeah that's kind of running throughout it what I did like about this is um Hamant's parents I guess apparently there was supposed to be another subplot revolving around them as well but it got cut so they're not mm -hmm. in it quite as much as uh you know as they would have been in in that narrative but I do like that in terms of the usage of supporting characters I like that moment between Hamant's mother and Rahul before he kind of like works up the bravery to go dance with Aisha where she like gives him that pep talk of like you've got to at least be in the battle and it's like yes it's all about like it's all about her in that moment and I just loved I love that usage of the ensemble where someone who has a relatively small role then gets a featured moment yes so, I do love that. So that stood out to me but then yeah otherwise I mean it's you know it's a cute little love story and uh you know, I was trying to figure out, I was like, so they're not, are they related? Are they not related enough? Like, I wasn't, I, that's I, what I was, yeah. I wasn't super clear on the relationship. I knew that he was, um, CL and Shashi's son. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it is unclear. I mean, close enough, like you said, but also, um, we don't really know the full extent of that, but, Great. I'm sure we'll talk about her a little bit later once we get to like the Sangeet. Oh, the Sangeet. Of, of it all. It's oh. so fun. Oh my God. <laughs> I would really be struggling at this wedding. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think with enough 
alcohol. I mean, I would be out there. It'd be. It seems like so much fun, and it seems like everyone does participate. So you yeah. can kind of get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Oh um, God, it seemed like so much fun. Yeah. Yes. 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 So um, where where to next? I would love to talk about Shashi and CL. I feel like they oh, yes. are they are quintessential best supporting actors in this movie. Oh yeah, like the Andrea Martin and uh, I'm I mean her like in my big fat Greek yes. wedding. Mm-hmm. Taki, Taki, why you not wait for me? Um, but just <laughs> even a little bit of the essence of you know. Um, uh, the mother in my big fat Greek wedding too. It's yeah. like, as far as like that energy she's giving off. I loved her. I was like, you're the one I've been waiting for. Yep. Oh, I loved her. Yeah. Uh, the actress name is Kamini Kana and she, mm-hmm. she was also giving me, um, I felt like Margot Martindale would play this role, you know? Yes. I felt that too. Right. Yes. yes. Um, she kind of reminds me of, and I guess I think Margot played her in the movie, but she reminds me of the aunt in August Osage County. Like she has that yes. same kind of like, you know, like blousy, big energy quality. And yes, Shashi and CL in particular, I was like, oh, my God, I know these people like they just yeah. it was so it was such like perfect casting and like the, the perfect example of like, oh, yeah, the aunt and the uncle who um, I think they live in Muscat in Oman. I had to look that up. I thought at first she said Moscow and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but no, they live in Oman and. Uh, and the actor's name is uh, Kobushan Karbanda, which I think is just a great name. Uh, yeah, it's but great. They and they're yeah, they're just like I love that scene with CL when Aaliyah comes into the bathroom and she's like, "What's this word?" And he's like, "Oh, let me see that." And he's like, "Luxurious." Oh no, this is a typo. It's supposed to be luxurious, and he's just like putting on all this cologne. And it's yes. I don't know. Like that scene told me everything I needed to know about who CL was. Yeah, sometimes it's not really dialogue, but just, like, watching them prepare for the day or prepare for, like, whatever they're doing is is really all you need. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There's something about, like, how somebody gets ready for the day tells you so much. Yeah. Uh, and then Shashi, I mean, she gets, I feel like she gets a couple of really great moments. She gets to sing. She has that great uh, moment where she's serenading everybody late into the night. Oh, God, um, yes. And when they're doing the the henna, the, when it's all the women. And mm-hmm. oh, I, I just, I love her and Pimmy in that scene, just like queening out together and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And just, it's yeah, really special. It's so good. Like Shashi in sunglasses is just to, like put it on a tote bag. So let's talk about, we mentioned him briefly earlier, but let's talk about Varun, the the little brother of the bride. Talk to me about Varun. I mean, Varun, I am Varun, Varun is me. (laughs) Like, I just relate so much to, like, the chubby kid in the back room just, like, learning dances and, like, really latching on to older sisters or, like, older cousins and just really... Like, I love that he was, like, sitting in on the henna ceremony. Like, I, that's uh-huh. how I am with, like, every wedding party, especially if it's, like, one of my really close friends who are, who happen, you know, who is a girl. Like, I want to, I want to go to the bachelorette party. I don't want to go to the bachelor party. Um, right. So I just love everything that they, and, like, they do sort of paint this, like, I'm glad he got that scene. Like, I'm glad that we, like, got a little bit more of a look into what makes Varun tick. And, like, that his mom, you know, was sort of defending him and the dad doesn't quite understand him. 
but like kind of does at the same time. And uh, I'm glad that, I mean, it's not really fully resolved at the end, but nonetheless, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we got to see more than just him learning dances, you know, with his sister or cousin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's never, you know, we we kind of know contextually that Varun is likely gay and, or it's just at the very least as an, an effeminate little boy. Um, I guess he's like almost 14. I'm like, I was well aware of my sexuality by 14. So Varun, <laughs> come on now. But, yes. you know, it's, I, I, what I like about it is, you know, Varun and Pimmy have a very specific relationship. You know, like yes. I like that he has an ally in her and it makes me feel like, okay, well, if and when Varun does come out and, and figure out who he is, I feel like, you know, Lali might, you know, it might take him some time to, to come around, but like he's got Pimmy in his corner, you know? Uh, yes. It's, I just, I, I think I recognize that relationship between the queer little boy and his like understanding mom. Yeah. It's, it's like, you just need your mother to like steer yep. the ship a little bit. It's like the man is the head of the house, but the woman is the neck. And, um, yes. and it's, this is a one thing I want to point out. It's Lalit as opposed to Lalit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause Lalit. in my notes I have lit as in quit. So Lalit. Got it, Lalit. Um, for the father. But yeah, I mean, he, I do, there are some layers to Lalit besides just, you know, being, I, I think some of his, like, my favorite scenes are him and, is it PK? PK Doobie? PK, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like, just the two of them arguing together. I hate that he calls his son an idiot the whole time. I just, like, hate that because I'm like, I wish there was something else between them that we could see. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe something that, who knows, might have got cut or something like that. But it's really just, or maybe that's an accurate representation of, you know, an Indian father and his, like, oldest son and just, like, how he can do nothing right. <laughs> well, and I think Rahul, so you're talking about Rahul? Rahul, sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's his nephew. Oh, he's, he's his nephew. nephew. Yeah. Oh, because so, his father passed away. Am I right? So Rahul is... Uh, Shashi and Ciel's son. And so he's been living in Australia. They've been living in Oman. And so he's now like come to India for the wedding, you know, so he, and yeah, so he's their son. Oh, wow. And then Rhea's father is the one who passed, passed away. away. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Rhea does not have a sibling in the movie that we know of. It's just Rhea. Right. I believe it's just Rhea. Yeah. Okay. Um, there we go. So that's interesting to me. And Kian has told me this before, too. I know, like, even in Arab culture, and I'm sure it's not far off from Indian culture, too, that you are free to tell your family what's on your mind. Like, in American culture, where we kind of just suppress it and, you know, talk shit right. in the car on the way home. Like, you, they people will call you out. Um, even, it, it, like, the first time we meet uh, Rhea and Aditi in the back of that cab, too, she's like, I'm going to tell you what's going on. Your life is falling apart. Um, right. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that um, Lalit is able to be, but I, gosh, the, that sort of, like, I just, like, try to think of my uncle calling me an idiot forever and ever. But it doesn't seem to affect Rahul. You know what I mean? He's kind of just, like, shaking it off and just, like, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it really uh, impacts him. And by the end, I feel like, you know, in the last scene, I think they have a they have an embrace like they finally yes. uh, I, I know Lalit and PK do, but I think I think they make amends by the end. I remember feeling resolved about that relationship. Yes. Oh, yes. So. Yes. I do remember mm-hmm. some hugging, hugging. In yeah. The rain under the tent. Yeah. Lovely. Um, 
while we're talking about Lalit, why don't we? I I do want to just mention. I mean, he's certainly you know not the BSA, but the lead in the movie. But uh, Nasiruddin Shah. Yeah, Nasiruddin yeah. Shah. Yeah, he was incredible in this. He's so good. I I just you know I mean you know I'm I'm sure we'll talk about it when we kind of when we get to Rhea because th- that that section of the movie like after yeah. everything that happens with Tej like. Oh, I, I mean, Rhea is incredible in that, but really, like, he is so powerful. I, that scene, I, oh, my God, it just, it's so incredible, that scene when he's crying, and then he, like, you know, goes to Pimmy's bed, and he's like, hold me, I'm falling, and, and the way yes. that she holds him. I, that is, I mean, that whole section of the movie, I love the whole movie, but that whole section of the movie just, like, guts me. It's just so powerful and so well played, and I, I feel like that scene... I mean, like he just that scene, and then the following scene when he goes to see Rhea the next morning. It it's just it's just like such a it's just such a holy shit moment because we see him so tense and so you know, or either just, or so controlled or calm the entire movie. We never see him, you know, vulnerable like this or broken like this, and um, you know the way that he like says to Rhea, like I don't even know what to do right now. Like I don't know what to say. Like you're my child yes. now. The way he said that. Ugh, I just yeah. I, uh, and when he when he kicks out Tej, you know, when they're doing the 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 um, like paying the respects to the elders, paying the respects, yeah. yeah, that sort of yeah. Like I just was like, oh, Lalit, you are, you are a queen, Lalit, you are just, <laughs> queen, I'm, Lalit. Uh, yes, he, it was just I I was just really impressed by him this whole movie, and and in particular that section, I just thought he was really powerful. I agree. I mean, the the softer notes of Lilith is just are really beautiful. Like when he's looking at Rhea, I think it's Rhea and Aditi are next to each other, like sleeping in the tent. And he just says, yep. um, sometimes when I look at them, I feel a love so deep that I almost cannot bear it. It's just like, mm. it's what every parent does feel. And I know that I can't like relate. I don't have kids, but I'm sure like when you look at Marco and when I look at Keon, you know, when you watch yep. them sleep. <laughs> Oh my God! All the time. Just this yes. morning, I was uh, I was on the Peloton. Yeah, um, was like what a sentence. So I was on the Peloton and I look and and my desk is it's all in the office. And so Marco was curled up on the chair and I was just like looking at the back of Marco's head and I was just like, oh, look at you, my my little goose. So yeah, yes. I, I certainly know that feeling. Yeah, we all know that capacity of love towards something, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I think as a parent, it's like. You know, you and I will never know that. But, like, you're a parent to Marco, and one day I'll get my dog, and it'll be just great. Yeah. But uh, going back to Lilith is just, um, oh, that conversation. Like, there's there's so much here because I, I do love that sort of confrontation scene, if you want to call it that. But, like, his hands are tied because there's so much of that relationship with Tej and the family of that just it goes back so long ago. Yeah. And I, I just think at that point, too, like, relationships and friendships and um you know they are family it's like cutting ties and like the risk you know if i do this then this happens and what what is the bigger um you know as far as damage control like Mm -hmm. uh ria is one person but tej has this like other you know financially he's supported at least it seems like it you know what i mean like i know he said he'd uh, fund ria's education in the states too but it's really heartbreaking when he says, why are you punishing me? I, I wanted Rhea to like slap him. I'm like, I'm punishing you? Like, 
Come on. Uh, she's and then he said, if you go, everything will break. But at the same time, he needs he needs Rhea to stay because he knows that like she is like the lifeblood of like this. We all know the Rhea of the family. You know, every family right. has a Rhea. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I that that scene between them, I was, was so conflicted because I was like, oh my gosh, she's like putting so much responsibility on her, and yet, like, I think you're right. I think that's very true. You can just tell that Rhea is. It's almost like she's almost like more the like I don't want to say the woman of the house, but like even more in control than Pimmy in some ways. Like she, there's she's a she's sort of a calm center of the storm, whereas Pimmy kind of gets caught up in the storm. You know, when Lalit does you know finally confront Tej and like kick him out. I mean, it's it, it was like oh thank God you know, and and then he just like oh when he just like looks at Rhea and like just kisses her forehead. I just. It, mm-hmm. it, it there was so it was all so meaningful like they didn't overplay the scene yeah it wasn't this a huge confrontation it was all sort of like muted and it was just like just go I just don't want to have this conversation just there's nothing else to say just leave my family and I felt like yet even though it was all kind of being underplayed like because of that previous scene like be- knowing Tej's impact on the family and you know his financial support like this was a huge gesture. This was a huge moment. And I, yeah. uh, I thought it was all just like so well done, so well played, well filmed, well scripted. It was just incredible. Yeah. When he's telling him to leave the way he like, can't quite look at him, but still has to be firm. Like, and how Tej and I'm assuming Tej's mom or like another female, like the two of them were like a duo, right? I, I think so, that's his wife. We, okay. That's his wife. That's his wife. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I did not she, know that. Okay, there I, we go. I mean, that's that was my that was my connection. I guess to that it, yeah. makes more sense. She just looked older than him, but then again, there's that crazy age makeup, so maybe it's, right. Uh, there's that. But I right. do love this sort of like tactic that Lalit used when he was like, "If you, I don't want to go into it. If I go into it, it's going to be worse." Which sometimes mm. is like the best way to do something that's really confrontational. I I just feel like there's like a real that's like really good nugget of like conflict resolution that i like i'm gonna like take with me like unless it really Mm -hmm. does have to be explained like he knows what he did and he knows why he he had to leave so like don't make me say it in front of all these people like just yeah that was what i thought too is like all we all know yeah and i felt like it it, and what's kind of fascinating about i mean all of this was my sense is that everybody knew because that whole scene the the photo scene the the oh wedding god, photo scene the photo scene oh my god the photo scene i just like i could just tell like for, oh i mean the oh god ria ria in that scene is incredible but mm-hmm. even you know cuz when the confrontation happens you know uh the night before uh I think Hamant's father is there because he's on the phone. And so he was present for all of this when it happened. And I feel like it's very subtle. It's very Anna Devere Smith and Rachel getting married. But you can kind of read that he's he definitely knows what's going on. And like I'm sure has told yes. his wife. Like I just love that they they had just like in, in you know, taking this wedding photo, like all of the tensions that were built into that. It just mm-hmm. – oh, my God. Oh, Again, that whole section of the movie I just love, but the the photo wedding photo scene is like a work of art. Tense. It's just yes. it's so it's tense. Perfect. It's like just sit um, at his feet right in front of him. 
Ugh, oh, gross. And she the and the the having to kind of like fight back like she's very subtly fighting back the tears and like putting on a smile and I just like the whole time I just kept feeling like everybody knows. CL and Shashi know. Everybody knows and yet they have to do this. Yeah. And I think just to um you know maybe put a button for now on Lilith is those bedroom scenes too. First of all, I asked Vic about the separate beds cuz uh mm-hmm. I was like, is this customary? Like, what is there a reason why they're separate? Because you never know. And he was like, no, I think they did it for dramatic effect. Because typically, like, you know, a husband and wife would share a bed. I think that the, it was okay. just something that they, a, f- a further just representation of the distance between them. Um, mm. So, but I, I kind of love that. I mean, there is part of me, I know Keon will like be upset when I say this, that kind of wants a, a bed of my own. You know what I mean? But I want like a button to like push so they go back together when needed. You know right. what I mean? Honka, honka. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honk the mattress when you want it to come back together. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I certainly get that. I mean, I, I feel like uh, that was something like with John, with my ex, where like, mm-hmm. And really anyone that I've shared a bed with where I it's the kind of thing where like, sure, we can like fall asleep spooning. But at some point I need to like break off and, yeah. like, you know, kind of get into my, my own, own realm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll catch up with you in the morning, you know. And yeah. But so I, I totally get that. That like, I mean, now I have a, you know, I mean, yeah, Marco sleeps right next to me. But, you know, there's a whole king size bed. And, you know, it's that thing that people say where it's like I still sleep on one side. You know, oh, yeah, like I still only use I use like, you know, 20 percent of it. So, yes. Um, so I'm not to rub it in, you know, that like, well, here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, must be nice. I yeah. know. Uh, but uh, while we're while we're talking about uh, Lalit, of course, that brings us to Pimmy, uh, yes. played by Lilette Dubé, who I just loved. I just I she just there was just something about her where I just every scene I just I loved her. I love when she was going to leave with her with the curlers in her hair. Yes. I love her s- smoking in the bathroom. Like I just and you're right. She is totally the the example of like the neck. You know, he may like Lalit may be the head of the house, but Pimmy is so the neck. Oh, for sure. I mean, I love the like the smoking in the bathroom and like thinking that she's keeping a secret, but like it's you know he knows. But mm-hmm. there's a couple, I mean, a couple great, I agree about the neck, of course, too. And I, I also think that um, the the face journeys on, like, the, it's like the morning after Lalit says, let me sleep. I think she was trying mm-hmm. to get, like, a little intimate. And he yes. was just like, just let me sleep. And, like, she, it just says everything that you need to know about the state of their relationship as well. But even the way that she looks at him before she, like, touches his shoulder and stuff like that, there is, there like, the love is very much still alive. Um, even though maybe physically it has not been alive, too. But I, I mean, you could be, like, emotionally distant as well. It's not like it's, mm-hmm. it just has to be physical. Pimmy. I love Pimmy. Um, I... Uh, I would love to talk about, I'm kind of thinking of them as their narratives, but uh, maybe we hear, even though they're kind of the central couple, I don't think they're the most impactful narrative or like the biggest narrative in the story, but Aditi and Himant, uh, yes. played by Vasundara Das and Parveen Dabas, as I've yes. now learned. Uh, look at you go. Look at me go. Watch <laughs> out now. Uh, so what did you, what did you think of Aditi? 
I liked her. I think that she, like, as an actress, seemed a little green. And I can't remember mm. what Vic said about her. I think this was like, I don't want to say it was her only movie, but I think she kind of moved on. I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong, Vic, if you're listening. But um, I it, it, it does kind of show, like, she is so beautiful. I, I really can't get over, like, her eyes and, like, just her, <laughs> like, her overall beauty as just, like, existing in this movie. Um but there is something, I guess it's just, I mean, for, you know, for dramatic effect, the, the whole plot line is that she is, um, ironically enough, having an affair with a guy named Vikram, or I guess Vikram yes. is having, having an affair with uh, Aditi. And I, I just didn't get the warmth and, like, the, the life that, like, Rhea has mm-hmm. in her that I kind of wanted because I also feel much like Shashi and uh, Pimmy that there is very much that same dynamic between the two of them. And you could tell that they were close, but um, I wanted a little bit more of her. Did she get the job done? Absolutely. Um, she's right. kind of just this, she's going through her own thing and kind of, I don't know. She just feels like she's underwater the whole time, which I guess she is. I mean, she's deciding if this is what she wants, but like, I mean, look at Hamat. Hello. I mean, yeah. I, What's not to that's, love? Yeah, what do you? What's your problem, Aditi? She, yeah, uh, the, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so the actress, I think you're right. It looks like she was in a few movies, but she's. I guess she's mostly a singer because she's on a number of soundtracks, oh, nice. and is also credited as playback singer on a lot of movies. So she's found her niche. Uh, yeah, I I didn't think that she was the strongest actor of the bunch. I think, you know, there was. It, it, the more I think about her performance or who Aditi was and how she, you're right. She doesn't have the same kind of warmth or the same kind of, she has almost like a, there's almost like a vocal fry kind of quality to her, you know, like there's, there's yeah. sort of like, does anything excite you? And I, I kind of, I can appreciate that. I think it could have been better performed, but I appreciate that as a character. I appreciate the idea yes. that like she this is kind of who she is. She's just kind of like, all right, I mean, I do want to get married. So like, let's like, there, there's kind of a, you know, a go along with it kind of quality. But at the same time, there's also this rebellious energy. And I guess maybe that was where I was hoping to see a different side of a DT is like when she's with Vikram, I thought we might see her kind of come to life more. Yes. And I think that's when I liked her the most is when, um, not with Vikram, but with Hamant, like once they really started mm-hmm. to, you know, get to know each other and like fall in love. That's like kind of where I, I mean, it don't all make sense, but I mean, it's of course like meant to, to, um, you know, develop that way with him too, that they fall in love and she in turn also like comes alive a little bit too. Um, I feel like Aditi is Jessica Lang and Tootsie and Rhea is Terry Gar and Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think that's a I I will I will support the that. Energy, yes. R- yeah. Rhea is Terry Gar in uh Tootsie and uh Jane Alexander in Kramer versus Kramer. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um and of course uh Haman uh you know other than being just a, you know, uh, an early love of mine. I thought he was very charming and seemed like a really nice guy and I think what's interesting about their narrative was it's sort of at first it's like, oh no, she's cheating on Hamant, but she's like, well, no, she's not really cheating on Hamant. She's just been seeing someone else, and and this is all like a different construct than the idea of like, oh, she's you know, 
cheating on her boyfriend. Like that's not quite mm-hmm. the case. And so I thought the resolution of it was all really interesting where he was like, you know, what matters is like, you were honest with me. You told me you didn't keep doing it. And like, that's, you know, that's more important than the fact that you had another lover. Yeah. He forgives pretty quickly. I mean, pretty quickly in the the, the timeline of the movie too. But I do love that mm. scene where like, she's walking away like where mm. this was filmed, like there's just India is so beautiful. I hope to go one day, Vic. I hope you take us there. Um, <laughs> but I just yeah. <clears throat> there's so much um, like yummy scenic stuff that happens. But like that frame where she's walking down the driveway and there's like I just feel like there are flowers above her. And then he goes and like he doesn't like chase her a la like some sort of you know cheesy romantic movie. But like he does go to get her, and you're like, yay, it's mm-hmm. all working out. I thought it was just so interesting that we saw them as like going through so many of the traditional rituals and, you know, ceremonies around this marriage. But then I felt like there was also that sense of like, we also need to make a, like a a real like human connection here. And I liked watching that happen. I'm glad that that was included. I I think it's important for, for us to see and, and ultimately for them too, just to show Mm -hmm. us like that, you know, things are okay. Yeah, and to kind of feel like a deeper emotional attachment to this marriage and to like, yeah. you know, to watching the ceremonies and not just feeling like, oh boy, these are two strangers meeting for the first time. But yes, like, yes. You know, that there Building is a connection. Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, I, that, of course, then brings us to, I think, one of the loveliest subplots of this movie, but the love story between P.K. Dubé and the ridiculously stunning alice yeah let your hair down alice oh it's like so beautiful um Uh and i i was so um pk was sort of giving me like i don't even know what to like relate him to because he was so zany and over the top and sort of like this fast talking you know like your daughter's the most my most important client. He was just like a bad publicist, you know, that kept like mm-hmm. messing everything up, really. And then all of a sudden, like like that, he's sort of like this sensitive and down to earth sort of man. But I'm glad it happened for like it, but it really was. I didn't see much of the switch go back on, like I, but except when he was with like Lilith, just talking about like details and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, a yeah. really beautiful story. Yeah, and he was so uh, PK Dubé played by VJ Raz. Uh, this was one of his first movies. He's since been in. Uh, he he has not stopped working. He is uh, his filmography is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. he, I would say, quintessential best supporting actor. I think would be the yes. BSA best supporting actor of this movie. He's uh you know he's got that kind of like shyster quality, uh, and at the same time you know. We see that there's a humanity there. We see that, I think it's all a single shot of him coming home and his mother is at the kitchen table reading the, the oh, newspaper. Yes. And it's just like, and as she's lecturing him, it follows him undressing and splashing water on his face. Mm-hmm. And and just that like amazing shot of him outside, like looking out on, onto Delhi at night. Yes. And it was just like, oh my God, it was just like that whole sequence was so interesting. And without him saying anything, I felt like we really saw... Um, kind of the inner life of PK and that he isn't just this kind of like ridiculous, almost cartoonish character. Um, He apparently that whole scene where he's um, up on the tent trying to get reception on the phone, uh, Mm. all of that he improvised. Like all of of the choreography of that and then getting like all of that was him improvising it. So I love that. 
I love that. And he, you know, kind of in, in contrast to Aditi, I felt like through Alice, we then saw a different side of PK. We saw him yes. soften, you know? Yes. Um, yes. There's that moment when she, like, goes to get the water. She's like, offers to get water for him, and she's like, you know, tap water, fridge water, and then she leaves, and then he turns, and he just, like, gives her the most, like, heartfelt thank you. And it was mm-hmm. all of a sudden he was, like, a different person. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to mention real quick to um, PK's mom when she's sitting there like at the table, just like nagging him. I love the line. She's like, "I'll die before I see the face of my grandson." What oh sin? What sin have I committed? It's just so textbook grandmother uh, at that point too. I just, I just, or not grandmother, but um, you know, mother. Yeah. Uh, oh, behavior. she, she was. Yeah, she was such a perfect little cameo. Yeah, it was great. But I, I agree. I, I do love the opposite sort of, um, you know, journey of, of a DT that, that PK goes through. And I, I do love the, you know, like the three sort of cronies that PK hangs out with that they like yeah. go to um, Alice's house and try to, you know, make amends. Well, I don't know if that was like the house, but like at some somewhere at some point they try to like say like, because we see her put on the jewelry, uh, the jewelry, excuse me, and I did think she was stealing it first, and I was like, oh, no. And then mm-hmm. PK sees it, and then he realizes, like, she's just trying it on, uh, which, I mean, if someone walked in, that wouldn't be great. But then the three guys, like, catch her, but nothing really happens. I don't know. It was it was an interesting sort of, like, sort of, like, him, like, kicking <laughs> yeah. everyone off, <laughs> off the roof. It was funny. Oh, yeah, I know that whole like that trio. They're just like such a like a a little Greek chorus for his love story. Yeah. Um, But that scene, I mean, that scene where Alice played by Tilotama Shom. May Shom. I'm going to check. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But that scene of her trying on the jewelry and like really just like coming to life, like pulling her hair down and just kind of, you know, feeling her oats in that jewelry, like the, the music of that, the way it was filmed, like it was so... It was so beautiful. It had such like a Romeo and Juliet kind of energy, you know? Yeah. Uh, her name is Tolotuna, I believe. Um, Tolotuna. Like, yeah, the emphasis, much like Shefali. Uh, it yeah. has a little bit of emphasis. Uh, Tolotuna. That makes sense. Uh, but, Tilotama yeah, I... sounds so white now that I say <laughs> it. It's okay. We're learning. We're learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, But I agree. It's like I, I didn't know where her story was going to go because for the longest time she's just like kind of walking around in like a haze just eating marigolds. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And uh, I wonder what marigolds taste like. Yeah, I know that the the first time we see and it's all like in slow motion with that great like it's like sort of an old song in the background, but it's when PK eats I think it's after he runs into or she runs into him when she's got the glasses, the the cups. Yes. Yes. And then she leaves and then I think uh one of the marigolds fall, falls into his pocket and he looks at it and just like the way he then just eats it is so it, I'm like that sticks and it stuck with me since the first time I saw this is the way that mm. he eats the marigold the first time and and it, it's so like surprising and like sensual and also kind of yes. animal like like he's because he's such like he has such strong features like he has such a sort of like jester quality that it all just was so I don't know it just that moment always sticks with me as him eating the marigold I love that I do remember that um yeah he sort of has like the stature of like 
I don't know, like Adrian Brody or something like right. that. Right. Like, like a very comedically inclined Adrian Br- uh, Brody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then PK and Alice fall in love. They have that whole that whole scene where he's, you know, giving her his business card. And the, oh, my God, the way she tucks the business card into her uh, sorry, like yes. against her heart. I was like, oh, good God, that's hot. <laughs> a great choice. A great yeah. choice. Yes. Yeah. I do uh, love when eventually this is like skipping ahead to like the end, mm-hmm. almost the end of their journey of of like how the gesture of like laying a carpet down. And like getting on his knees and presenting like a a heart made of marigolds. In addition to like, there's some other like structure behind him and some candles. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, their ceremony. Oh my god, the yes. ceremony. And I think he has like a marigold umbrella as well that they oh, yeah. they marry under. And I love at the end like her like learning the dances and kind of like she's so just like I love her just kind of like you know opening up at the at the wedding at the end. Yes, yes, yes. I think that does bring us to, I think it's fair to say, the BSA of uh-huh. Monsoon Wedding. Uh, credited at the time of the production as Shafali Shetty, but uh, now known hmm. as Shafali Shah. See if Marco jumps on the table again. Uh, <laughs> as Rhea, uh, who is, yes, yeah, she is uh, Aditi's cousin and, uh, you know, is in some ways a bit of an adopted daughter of the family because her father mm-hmm. passed away. Her mother is in the movie, but is kind of a relatively small character. Yeah. I'm interested uh, in that, but also fine. Yeah. My sense is just that, you know, because uh, I, I assume it was Lalit's brother. I think it was Lalit's brother, and then he passed away, and I, I think then Rhea and her mother moved in with the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. But yeah, she... What were your, what were your, I mean, obviously I've expressed so many feelings in that uh, underappreciated performances and actresses episode, but what was your take on Shafali Shah? I mean, we've already sort of started talking about it too, but like, it is undeniable how magnetic she is, like Mm. on screen and I hope off screen because she just, she is the gal that you want by your side as far as like the ride or die, ride or die Rhea, that's what they call her. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's what they call um, her. Yeah, that's what they call her. Um, I, I, she has like such a big heart, and there's also like so much pain behind that because of like her father's death that I feel like really informs a lot of her character at this point mm. of her life. You know what I mean? Like how she sort of, um, you have to grow up real quick when that happens, and I don't know how long ago her father did pass away, but I feel like it was in the last year, I'd say, within the timeline of this movie. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know the timeline. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, I got the yeah. I got the sense that he had passed away when she was a child, and like so. Oh. The, I assume there was like that, like that Lalit in some way had been sort of an adopted father for many years of her life. You know, that's so interesting because I I didn't unless they like physically said that or like literally said that. I I don't know. I I felt it felt fresh, which I guess is the mm. point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'm going to watch this movie again, so I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, let me know if there's something like where it says like when that happened. But mm. um, she is like the perfect... She's also like the quintessential like maid of honor. Um, of, yes. Like, you're like, always a Rhea, never, a, never an Aditi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Put that on a absolutely. Yeah. I'd rather be a Rhea... <laughs> I'd rather, I mean, these these lines are just writing themselves. I'd rather be a right. Rita, Rita, Rita. I'm thinking of Rita Moreno now. It's my wires are just getting crossed. My brain. Yeah. 
<laughs> my brain can't handle it. Um, yeah. But I just, I was so struck by her really from like the first scene in the back of the cab. Um, and, and then every time I saw her, I was, she gets along with everyone. She's the mm-hmm. fan favorite for me. And just like, I feel of the family too. For me, I mean, the moment that like, I would definitely do an in the details on probably that whole section of the movie, but starting with when they're all talking and then Aaliyah says that thing about like, oh, I don't know, what's the big deal about kissing? A man puts his tongue in your mouth. I don't get it. And she just has, oh my God, that face journey. Oh, that moment was just so powerful. And then um, running to the car and that whole confrontation with Tej is just, oh God, it's so like, not cathartic, but just, you know that there is something between them. And you, you can obviously put the pieces together that she, there's something about this guy, but I think to then kind of see it all play out and even just like the, the ensemble quality, the fact that like, uh, Haman's father is there and then Tej's wife is there and then Lalit is there. Like I just, it was all just the way it all played out. Yeah, it is. It is like the, the pinnacle of the drama, like how she's mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't lie. And like, it's like Lalit is, it's like almost forced to choose in the moment like what to do with the information yeah. that's been presented to him too and and she just knows and like you know that Tej is guilty just by looking at him too and mm-hmm. I, it's it's really like thrilling to watch like i it's it's the sort of august osage county of it all too like the you know across <laughs> the <laughs> the dining room table but like in, instead it's like in the headlights of a car which is awesome yeah it very much an august osage county moment and and as incredible as uh, Lalit is in that next scene of them together, like Rhea in that next scene in the morning, like just like there's so much grief between them. And I, it's one of those mm-hmm. scenes where I think about I think about the meta of the actors doing this kind of scene. Like it's such an it's, like because she, she's not playing hysterical and over the top and upset like she's still like so restrained and so conflicted yeah. at the same time. And it's, it's a lot of, I think, really complex emotions, even, I think, for both of them, you know? I mean, everything we talked about with Lalit earlier of, like, I, you know, you're, I can't, you know, if you leave, everything will break. And, like, why are you punishing me? And, like, she's in this place where I'm, like, I'm not punishing you, but I can't keep punishing myself, you know? Like, it's yeah. uh, j- just very complex, but done in a really economical way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I and on the flip side of that too, like just the joy and like light that she gives off, like as mm. Rhea, like I love the way she ate that popsicle on the street when <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, she just like takes Aditi's popsicle and she's like, I guess I'll finish this, and then she just like dips it, and then the guy like honks at her and she just like gives him the finger or something. Yeah, it's... she doesn't up yours with the popsicle. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so great, and even like the little nose shakes in the kitchen with like Aaliyah. Uh-huh. I yeah. just she as like she kind of reminds me of like my cousin Janice when I was younger like Janice was the coolest and still is the coolest and I she I would always want to be by her like I'd want to sit by her in the car I'd want to sit by her at like dinner time you know what I mean like I mm-hmm. I'm surprised mm-hmm. we don't see more Arun and um and Rhea together Varun excuse me not Arun um and maybe oh, we I... do and I just missed it but like that would have that's an interesting dynamic for me yeah, we we only see kind of like passing glances, but I would have loved to see that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I love. I mean, at the end, you know, because it it's set up very like subtly in the beginning that 
Shashi and CL's other son, Umang, was coming. Umang. I put in all um, caps. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So he shows up at the very end, and I, I like there's just this, that look between them. And, and did you watch through the credits? Did you see all the scenes during the credits? I did. I'm so glad I stuck around, too, because I, I wasn't sure, and I think I was like taking notes, and I just started to see some more things. But I, if there was another Umang-Ria interaction, I didn't see it. I don't remember that. It's just it's uh, oh it's so good it's towards the end like he's he it's a shot of him looking at her and then she makes eye contact with him and then she kind of oh, almost wait, like looks away and kind of like smiles to herself like oh god I got caught looking it's it's so perfect I love yes. this the scenes during the credits because it's all scored I mean oh god the music in this movie Jesus but yeah. the the closing credits music is so good and I love the way it scores those scenes. Um, and I also love that it keeps us watching the credits and I kind of was like, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to appreciate everybody who made this movie. Yes. Yes. I think I do remember that to be honest now, because mm-hmm. I, I think at a certain point I shut it off, but I like, I saw what I needed to see and then I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. It was but towards Rhea. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Rhea. Yeah. Really, uh, really incredible. I, uh, I mean, they're all, it's lots of great performances, but I would say that Shafali Shah, like, stands out. She and, and Nasruddin Shah. Yeah, and I, I, I know that, like, I know, I feel like we're near the end of the episode, too, but just, like, to to wrap up and just talk about two big scenes that I, I, I really love was the henna scene and the Sangeet, where everyone dances and sings but the henna was so beautiful yeah. like i just love like um so vic was saying that the song that um i don't know what her relation was to the rest of the family too but like that this is done every time during henna and the mm. song kind of differs a little bit and sometimes because like unfortunately shashi was the fat woman that they mentioned oh. in the song and then there's like the fair one but it can also be like the tall one or in some in some cases Vic says it can get a little uh you can do like the ugly one but you don't with like with the negative ones like you don't ha- they don't single anyone out like maybe mm-hmm. they will but like anyone who feels ugly or feels fat can like kind of stand and like it's all in good fun it's not meant to single anyone out and feel like mm. bad about themselves but so joyful i just like oh, yeah. i loved that scene so much and i think and this is true for really the whole movie but certainly that scene but like visually this movie is stunning i mean i think that mm-hmm, scene mm-hmm. is in all of the different colors and outfits yes. like it just is such a so beautiful it's and i love that there are there's an element of this movie that not that it feels like a musical and i love kind of that sort of connection to bollywood uh that there would be musical numbers in here but they this is my kind of musical if we're going to call it a musical you know like yeah. this would, this is like this is the way to do it and i like I would have ha- I would have happily had more moments like this, but I like that we get like the singing around the dinner table. We get the henna scene. There's there's production numbers. Yeah, there was another beautiful song too that I don't know if this was just I can't remember the timeline here, but the words were translated to something with like as I leave my father's house, father, oh. I leave the palace of your love to become a stranger forever. It's so beautiful. Yeah, that was it was it was late into the ceremony and I think it was 
um, my sense is because it's it's when Haman and Aditi are walking around the fire and and they're they're connected by I think it's that oh, yeah. or maybe maybe that's during the credits. But I remember what you're talking about. It, it to me it feels like a symbolic moment of like okay, you know Aditi is no longer in her father's house, but she's now with Haman. And yeah, uh, and I like that because you do also see a lot like some like Pimmy getting emotional. Like they kind of mm-hmm. I, it it was a like without f- fully explaining the ceremony, I understood the point of it, you know, I understood like where the message of it. So, uh, yeah, that really stuck out to me at this time was, was that moment and like those lyrics. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And, mm. and the Sangeet is just like, I, I would just like love that. It's like Vic was saying that like, not everyone has to do something, but like, it's almost like this, like talent show slash open mic night. Like if you want mm. to do it, you get like five minutes to do whatever you want. You can sing, you can dance, uh, you know, do a tight five, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, and right. you just kind of, and everyone, it almost looked like they were like in the inside of a pool. Did you get that vibe? I don't know. That, I don't think they are, but maybe they are. I don't are. know. Maybe it is. It almost seemed like it was a drained pool. Yeah. Yeah. The other things that Vic was saying about like Indian weddings that of course differ from, you know, region to region within India too. But there's something that um, he said that happens where they steal the groom's shoes during the oh. wedding. The sisters, I, I, I think the sisters or at least the women of the bride or maybe even like sisters of the groom too. But I, I think it's like more on the bride side. They steal his shoes and then he has to like buy the shoes back. He has to give them money. And it's like this whole like it's like all fun. But like sometimes it can get up to like a thousand dollars. Like it oh can because like people like sort of like jab like, oh come on, five hundred, you could do better than that. Like and they just like and he keeps paying them more and more. And then, and then eventually like once they hit a certain point, like they call it and then they give him back his shoes, which like, I think it's very sweet, but also like, I think like people, since it's such a tradition too, that people like, you got a budget for the shoes, I feel. Right, like, because right. Because uh, you don't want to look like uh, you're shorthanding, you know, the women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, part of the wedding budget is budgeting for the shoes. That's... Uh... I know, it's it's a cool little uh, sort of tradition that I found really cool or really yeah. funny actually. So yeah, that's um. I think those are all my little tidbits. The the last oh, there's one more thing about waving money around people uh-huh. as they dance. He was saying Vic said like typically during the sangeet there would be like a band or like instrumentalists on stage, um, and you would wave money or maybe he said something like if someone did play an instrument you would wave the money around them and give that give that to them. But most of the time the band got that money. It's a little bit blurry for me, but I thought that okay. was cool. I feel like in a way that means like prosperity and like wealth and you're like, but it was fun. Yeah. It felt like the, like a mix between like a blessing and tipping a drag queen. And I think both are, <laughs> yeah, exactly. both are kind of lovely and, and together yes. are even better. So, uh, yes. yeah. Well, monsoon wedding. I, well, I'm, Ugh, I'm so I, great. So glad we did this. It's definitely, it is a movie worth revisiting. It's that like, I bought it because I was like, okay, I feel like I could go back to this like frequently. There's, oh yeah. So I mean, even even to just watch some of the musical parts or watch the dramatic parts, you know, watch the mm-hmm. the wedding photo scene again, you know. Yes, yes, so much. It was so great. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that must mean, uh, unlike the Oscars this past weekend, we <laughs> are going to get played off. <laughs> we are. Uh, and it's happening right now. So where can folks find more of you? 
They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kochanov, and they can find me every Tuesday at The Good Vanilla, which is my other podcast um, about the Barefoot Contessa. How about you, Colin? Uh, well, of course, you can hear more of me on All Right, Mary, talking about Drag Race, and uh, in the details, a celebration of nuance, talking about nuances, uh, probably, <laughs> event, you know, to, to, to be specific. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. Well, as per usual, keep your peepers peeled because our best supporting after show will be coming out on Friday. And we'll have many thoughts, many more thoughts on the Oscars and some BSAs of the week. And who knows what else? So the best way to find out is to listen on Friday, and then you'll find out. And won't that be nice? (laughs) Tune in. Yeah. And that, as they say, is that.